This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them and to bless every one of us and to grant us goodness to protect us from all evil. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us in Jannatul Firdaus with our offspring, with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My beloved brothers and sisters, it is indeed an honor to be in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This house belongs to none other than the maker himself. We come here in order to please Allah, in order to put our heads down to the ground for the one who made us, in order to declare his greatness, in order to understand the connection with him and him alone to develop it, to be able to reach out to others to do the same. And in order to be able to improve ourselves such that we prepare for the day we go back to the same maker. We as Muslims give great importance to the link with our maker. It is in fact of utmost importance, the most powerful relationship that anyone can have is actually the relationship with the maker himself. So let's develop this. This is why one of the powerful signs given by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when speaking about those who will be from among the most successful on the day of judgment, they will be earning the special shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of the categories, he says, رَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسَاجِدِ A person whose heart is connected to the masjid, to the house of Allah. The reason is, when you have a great relationship with your maker, and you are looking forward to meeting with him, he looks forward to meeting with you too. Subhanallah. مَنْ أَحَبَّ لِقَاءَ اللَّهِ Whoever loves the meeting with Allah, whoever's looking forward to the meeting with Allah, Allah is looking forward to the meeting with him or her, subhanallah. So my brothers and sisters, what a beautiful masjid, Masjid Al-Ansar, here in Lakefield. We ask Allah to protect this house. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to use this place to bring more and more people towards Him. Firstly, those who are already Muslim, may Allah make us regular in our relationship with Him through Salah and prayer. And then those who are not Muslim as well, may Allah bring them towards the Deen. May Allah give them guidance as well. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to say something very important today. The non-Muslims that we live with around us, we do every business deal with them. We interact with them respectfully. That's what we are taught. 
we actually live next to them. We may be fulfilling certain rights of theirs as neighbors when they are next to us. We will be buying and selling. We will be interacting. They may be our school teachers, our lecturers, our doctors, lawyers, whatever it may be. One thing we are lacking in is when it comes to sharing our beliefs with them or letting them know at least this is what we stand for. If you travel from Australia to America and up north the UK going all the way to the countries of the West, wherever they are, and the countries where there is a predominance of non-Muslim, you will find each country has a uniqueness. And the Muslims through time have actually developed in a way that is the most befitting to that particular uniqueness. Here in South Africa, and in Southern Africa in general, myself being from Zimbabwe as well, we could do much better in presenting Islam to the non-Muslims. And we have to do much better. We are actually lacking. You know, to improve myself as a Muslim and to encourage other Muslims to improve themselves is absolutely vital. But that's not my only duty. The people, they will catch us on the day of Qiyamah they are going to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against us. This man was my neighbor. We did business together. This woman, I interacted with her every day. Not a single day did she actually or he come to me and say, you know what, this is what my faith is all about. Believe me, a lot of the non-Muslims look at the masjids as houses where terrorism is taught. Trust me, a lot of the non-Muslims they are told sometimes even by their own leaders at times that what goes on in the mosque is something very clandestine. They have no idea what happens in here. They have absolutely no idea. And for this reason, the gap is being made bigger and bigger. The skepticism is greater simply because of ignorance. They just don't know. Yet you and I, every day we come to the masjid, what are we learning about? We're learning about peace, make, make, you know, making the most of your time on earth by reaching out to the rest of the creatures of Allah, fulfilling the rights of your neighbors who are not Muslim, reaching out to people as human beings. The Prophet ﷺ says, خَيْرٌ nasi أَنْفَعُهُمْ nas." The best of all people are those who are the most beneficial to the rest of the people. People being those who are the same species as you and I, created by the same Lord. For this reason, it's important for us. It's very, very important for us to ensure that we have tried our best to invite them to see what's going on in the house of Allah. Subhanallah. I'm a very, very strong proponent of this. Not only because I have personally seen the results. I have seen masajid where on a Friday they have a special section where non-Muslims can come and sit and listen to the lecture. And I promise you if you study the statistics, those who have done that respectfully, nine times out of ten, the whole perspective of what Muslims stand for is changed. And five out of ten, they turn to Islam after a few weeks. Subhanallah.
Remember, guidance is in the hands of Allah. Your duty and my duty is only to deliver the message. That also we are not doing. We, we, we are squabbling amongst ourselves whether it should or shouldn't happen when the Prophet ﷺ in a masjid more noble than Masjid Al-Ansar in Lakefield. A masjid more noble than this masjid. Which masjid was it? Al-Masjid Al-Nabawi. When he received... Who? When he received what was known as Al-Wufud... The delegations, it was called the year of the delegations. Where did he receive them? In the masjid. Yes, they were respectfully dressed. Yes, they were taught one or two simple things. They came in as non-Muslims to Masjid al-Nabawi. They sat, they spent time, they were given a place to stay. They even stayed a few days at times. As a result, nearly all of them entered the fold of Islam. Our masjid is too clean. It's cleaner than Masjid al-Nabawi. We won't allow that to happen. That's how some think. Because of ignorance. No matter who you are. No matter how high you stand. No, 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 no. Don't keep the deen for yourself. The true Muslim who will find himself in the forefront on the day of judgment is the one who shared even a single verse that the Prophet ﷺ brought to us with as many people as possible, not just the Muslims. And like I said, sharing it with the Muslims is of utmost importance. But this is of equal importance, if not more. When someone enters the fold of Islam, through a small effort made by you, even if it is a simple open day that is managed respectfully, Wallahi, you will receive a full reward of every salah they do, every good deed they do, every word of the Quran they read, every act of worship they engage in, and you will not be held accountable for the sins that they perpetrate because those were not taught by you, nor did you help them to do that. But yes, respectfully, we are not saying come in and desecrate the masjid. And I want to clarify one thing. This masjid has been through something that Masjid An-Nabawi and Masjid Al-Haram in Mecca has also been through. There have been fires in the most blessed mosques on earth. It does not mean it's the sign of the anger of Allah. It's a test for you as a community. And it is a test, at times a blessing in disguise to bring the community together. Has that not happened in the last two days? Have you, have you ever seen such solidarity in this community than there has been in the last few days? As an outsider, I'm telling you, I've already heard about that solidarity and how good whatever came out of the negative has been. May Allah grant us goodness. When things happen in life that are negative, for a mu'min, it's never negative. Amazing are the affairs of a true believer. All his affairs are good. They can never be bad. So what? There was a fire. We got up. We proved that we belong to Allah. The house belongs to Allah. We came in as a community. We cleaned it to the degree that an unsuspecting person who doesn't know this masjid won't even know that there was a fire. Do you agree? Unless they are told, look here, look there, see here, see there. Then maybe they might see some signs. The Kaaba was also burnt at one stage. Did you know that? Go back in history and check. 
Does it mean, subhanallah, that there was something wrong with the place? Not at all. It was a test from Allah. What happened? They rebuilt it. I don't know if you're aware of this. Subhanallah, may Allah protect us. So don't be despondent. It is a sign from Allah to test you. Are you going to let this make you come closer to Allah? Or are you going to start questioning? You know, maybe this house of Allah is cursed. A'udhu billah. How dare that statement be made by anyone? Do you know what you just said? I started this lecture by saying this house belongs to who? Allah. When Allah lets something happen, He knows why. He has a far bigger, more divine plan than any one of us. Your duty, you fulfill it. Allah will do what He wants. I have a very strong feeling that we will quickly notice the positives out of this. Don't become despondent. But I have an invitation for every one of you. And for more. The whole community and beyond. My brothers and sisters, understand the value of the house of Allah. When you move into a suburb and you hear that there is a masjid in this locality, it should bring a smile to the face. It is a magnetizing place where we feel the connection. We go back to Allah. Look at those who are wealthy with no faith. They are searching for faith. They don't know where the happiness is. They don't know why they're not content. But they have everything. Look at those who are popular, but they have no faith. Look at those who are powerful, but they have no faith. They will not achieve contentment. It's a temporary feeling of joy. Very fake. But look at those who have absolutely nothing. When they are close to Allah, it is as though they have more than all of those with the billions and the millions. You find a man smiling and he's the happiest of all sitting in the first saf in the masjid. And he doesn't know where the next food is going to come from. But he has yaqeen and trust in Allah. He is a happier person than the one who's worried about the next million rand deal, whether or not he's going to get a phone call to confirm or deny the deal. He's more depressed about that than anything else, yet he's sitting with a hundred million in his account. You follow what I'm saying? It's got to do with Allah, your heart. Be happy. We are sitting here. What a lovely place. Will this place bear witness for you or against you? In many ways, I'm only mentioning two. Number one, did you attend the masjid? Number two, did you speak highly of the house of Allah or negatively? People don't think, sometimes ulama, they are human beings. I'm a human. I make mistakes. I will make mistakes. I expect you to correct me by tapping me on my shoulder and reminding me in a respectful way because that's how I would like to correct you too. Sometimes we make a mistake. People say, you know, that masjid, be careful, very dangerous. You watch out, you know, it's cursed. How can you say that? Do you know what you're saying? That masjid will bear witness against your mouth. You won't have a response. Allah says, my house, how dare you decide what is masjid dirar and what is not? How dare you decide that? That this is a masjid that was created in order to divide the ummah. How do you know? 
Perhaps the sincerity of the people who built it was more than yours. Who knows? Only Allah knows that. You might have felt that way. You may be wrong. And what might have started off in a wrong way may have somehow in the future become correct. It could have. I recall some of the scholars many years back who used to say, anyone whose forefathers came to this part of the world with the intention of business, you must now change your intention. Have you ever heard that? They say your intention must be the deen, right? The reason is you have to correct your intentions, even if it happens to be later on. A man might have decided to make a journey for a sin, and as he was journeying, or when he got to the destination, or when he committed his first sin, he turned back to Allah and said, No, Ya Allah, I don't want this. I, I seek your forgiveness. I'm going to convert this into a journey of goodness, and I want to reach out to people in goodness, and I'm going to fulfill my salah, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in ibadah. What happened? You are dealing with the most merciful. Rahmanun, Rahimun, Raufun, Wadudun. Subhanallah, the most loving, the most compassionate. You're not dealing with other human beings who are unforgiving. Human beings don't forgive in a rush. Allah forgives in a greater rush than you. Do you know that? The hadith says whoever comes towards Allah, Allah rushes towards him faster than he can. Subhanallah. Smile, my brothers and sisters. This is the house of Allah. It will bear witness on the day of judgment as to whoever put their heads on the ground here, whoever visited, whoever benefited, whoever pointed others towards the house of Allah, whoever helped them to come to the house of Allah, even if it's just by a good word, you encourage someone, my brother, very lovely place, you should frequent the house of Allah. Even if you just go in, fulfill your salah and walk out. If those words of yours help someone come to the house of Allah, not only will they achieve that virtue I spoke about earlier regarding the special shade of the day of judgment, but you will achieve that shade too by virtue of having pointed out the goodness to them. The one who points out goodness will get the reward of that goodness when it is done. Don't underestimate the love of Allah. Things happen in our lives, people break bones. When you see a man's bones being broken, you can't say, MashaAllah, the punishment of Allah has finally descended. That's not the quality of a mu'min. Even if he's a bad person and his bones broke, you say, Oh Allah, guide him, guide us, give him goodness, give us. What is your intention? Do you want to see people being destroyed or do you want to see them being saved? A true mu'min wants to see the rest of humanity being saved. The Prophet ﷺ had a concern for humanity at large, man and jinn. He used to pray for them, he used to cry for them, he used to spend time in salah. And he really dedicated a lot of effort, if not almost all of his effort, towards saving them. Today, our own brothers, our own brothers in the same masjid, astaghfirullah, I don't know if you know what I know, but I can share it with you. People taking out hits against other Muslims who fulfill salah in the same masjid with them. And the community says, I know this brother, he's in the masjid all the time. But then 
you find out that he's paying people to kill another who was in the same masjid. A'udhu Billah. What kind of Islam? Where are we? Who are we? What do we think we're doing? Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. I just told you, a true mu'min wants to save humanity. We want to destroy our brother. Just because he got the deal and we didn't. Or he married the girl we wanted to, or I wanted to. What's it? مَا أَصَابَكَ لَمْ يَكُلْ لِيُخْطِئَكَ وَمَا أَخْطَأَكَ لَمْ يَكُلْ لِيُصِيبَكَ What got to you was, was never meant to miss you. And what missed you was never ever meant to get to you. Never. Open your hearts. Let them be filled with love. When someone goes through a calamity, give them good words. That's a sunnah. Don't go and say, MashaAllah, brother, we were waiting for this to happen to you. You know, you deserved it. A'udhu Billah. But we have become so low in our akhlaq. Our hearts are becoming so dirty. We get happy when there is a loss of another. When the hadith says, لا تظهر الشماتة لأخيك فيرحمه الله ويبتليك don't ever show happiness at the loss of your brother. Allah might have mercy on that person and test you with the same, if not worse. Don't be happy. You see something happening and it's a disaster. Look for the positives in it. It's a moment of softness. I want to give you another quick example before I end. If you were to go into the prisons and the hospitals, and by the way, that is a sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ to visit those who are struggling in one way or another, especially the sick and the ill and the elderly and those who are incarcerated, etc., etc., those who are downtrodden. It's a sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ teaches it as an instruction from Allah. You know why? At that juncture, their hearts are softened, very soft. Sick person and the community goes to visit, make dua for them, make them feel good, show the concern and the care. They will become better mu'mineen or they can turn to Islam. Show the care and concern. Someone is struggling with a financial loss. Look at them, help them, say a good word to them. The Quran speaks about giving time to the one who owes you money if they are really struggling to pay back. If you are okay. But we've lost all these. We'll actually take out people who owe us money just because they've delayed a little bit. And we know how much they are struggling. May Allah have mercy on the ummah. My brothers and sisters, you know the time is always short. But there's always another time. The scholars and ulama of your communities are plenty. Make use of them. I've always said that. I remember coming into this masjid and saying the same thing some time back. Make use of the scholars of your communities and understand that wallahi, the opportunities you have for the deen and for the, for the closeness, for learning the knowledge of how to get close to Allah, many people don't have these opportunities. The chances you have, the masajid you have, the facilities you have, many across the globe do not have these facilities. Use them. I was asked moments ago, we were talking about some of the best communities and I stand by what I say. Some of the best people I've met in terms of religion, of Islam, are in some of the most remote places of Africa with some of the darkest complexion ever. And I bear witness, they have moved me and made me feel like I'm nothing. When I look at their efforts, don't ever judge people. Don't ever underestimate. You just work hard. 
improve your heart, improve your communications, improve your ibadah, improve your closeness to Allah, and learn to be caring for entire humanity. Learn to want to reach out to them, save them, and Allah will grant you goodness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept these few words. Inshallah, the touching up of this masjid will happen in no time. And inshallah, it will be better than before. More important than the masjid looking grand is for it to be filled with musallis, for it to be filled with programs. That is true beautification of the mosque. So let's beautify our masjid in the correct way. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad.